0: Welcome back. You're watching Trader's Corner and joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Trader's Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Julieta. Garth, I hope your nerves are intact because it's been a harrowing couple of days starting with US markets uh, pull back on Friday night. uh, Monday night was um, pretty steamy. uh, And then today it looked as if we were going to go really deeply into the red. We did at one point and then we recovered. So how How is this affecting you and your positioning in the market?
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, I mean, nerves are quite shot at the moment because it has been a very, very unpleasant week. Uh, we've seen this market declining more than 6,000 points since we sat here last week. Yeah. So it's been a very, very violent pullback to the downside on our market and obviously on US markets. Um, you know, I was up a lot last night. Usually I'm only awake because of my little new uh, son. And he he keeps me awake at night sometimes. But last night he actually slept like a baby, and I was the one up, uh, almost crying, because <laughs> this market has been terrifying, and, and, and it's it's not we're not out of the woods yet. And I think the reason why I'm sort of the, why the nerves are quite shot is because that put spread option structure that we did for the show last week is is looking a little bit in dangerous territory at the moment. By and large, I'm still I'm I'm okay. I think in gut feel, I think we'll be okay here, but. Um, the reality is it's pushed into the danger zone. So let's just explain that and unpack it a little yeah. bit. I mean, the chart of the top 40 is up on the, on the screen there at the moment, and you can see the very violent sell off that we've seen over the past eight trading days. On the right hand side here, we have the, the payoff profile of that put spread structure. And really, it works below 54,000. It makes its maximum money between 52,500 and 51,500. But what I always say with these structures is that there is a danger zone. And, and, and you need to be cognizant of that. It's not as if it's like a short position where if the market collapses, you're okay. Mm. If I, in a market crash situation, these things can lose money and they can lose a lot of money. Uh, you know, I, I structure them in such a way that we look for some sort of a pullback of maybe between five and ten percent And then we'll look to benefit from that when the market starts collapsing below those sort of levels And it starts to get quite scary and that's where we are at the moment So below 50,000 this structure starts to make uh, losses. It's loo- it loses 10 Rand per point mm. below 50,000 now That might sou- not sound like a lot, but this morning when I woke up IG markets had our theoretical open on our market at th- at 47,000, which is which is it means a loss of 30,000 rand on this uh, option is. structure for us as at that level. Look, it's, fortunately, it has recovered a little bit. You can see the massive gap to the downside that we saw there. I mean, I've never seen a gap down that big on our market ever in my career. It was a huge gap of of. Uh, Know, Almost 2,000, 2000 points. Odd points. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was huge, um, and and of course that does push us down into the danger zone on the red uh, on the right hand side over here. It's recovered. We as we sit here now, it's trading at about 49,600 or thereabouts. But it's very volatile. It's moving around aggressively. So we need to monitor this very very carefully. For me, it's kind of um, damage control at the moment, trying to keep a cool head and trying not to panic.
0: I mean the irony of course is these are supposed to be the the safer sort of um uh, short positions that you take against the market and and because it runs out to march mm-hmm. um and that's really um I mean if the market actually recovers um and ends in your safe zone or sweet spot by 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 march is that okay or can yep. you just end up being closed out before it gets to that point No
1: look if it expires in us in our Sweet spot. We can still make money out of this trade, yep. and I must say, there's a part of me that is still relatively confident that we will. Um, I think we've had a very big crack to the downside now, and I'll show you some slides looking forward now, mm, okay. um, what 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 I see potentially happening and why I still do have a relative amount of confidence in this trade, albeit that I'm you know quite nervous about it right now. This is a weekly chart of the top forty spot index. So, being a weekly chart, every every candlestick pattern represents one week's worth of trading action. Here, you can see this goes back to two thousand where we've had that sideways move for three and a bit years on our market. We had a big breakout in the middle of last year and you can see that we've now come back and we've come back very, very quickly. Mm. We're now retesting that breakout area where there's some support between 47,500 and 48,000 on our top 40. Now, Provided we can hold that sort of support area and reverse up off there, then I think there is a chance that we'll see a little bit of an oversold bounce and a recovery of some of this drop over the next month or two, which that's that's where I get my sort of uh, cautious optimism from. at the moment, but it's yeah. you know, we need to see the market finding that support and reversing up from there.
0: Gosh, before we move on to US markets, which is, I suppose, to some extent, uh, the source of, of well, certainly the pain that we're experiencing now. I mean, isn't that a classic double top formation there?
1: It is, you could say in hindsight, yes, it is a double top. Um, you see it there, and then when it starts to break below the bottom or that middle point of the double top, that's what validates it. And then you usually take that distance and you project it down, which gives us a move pr- approximately to where this support zone is that I. I'm talking about now, yeah. anyway. Yeah.
0: Moving on to some other markets, um, the S&P. I mean, he, you know, I suppose the irony is that we were saying th- the market had gone parabolic. It has it had just been almost unnaturally strong, and now there's a crack, um, and everyone's panicking. But it's not, you know, it doesn't take. Um, it doesn't take it to um, I suppose unreasonable levels if you think uh, if you consider the pullback in the context of what the market has done over the last 18 months uh,
1: absolutely no that's right and that's why I think a lot of financial news networks I've seen today they're just calling this a correction and it's a healthy correction and what have you albeit that it's been pretty swift and violent <laughs> this is a weekly chart of the S&P 500 here and just to put this in context so we're looking also at three years worth of trading history here you can see the upward trend that goes back to early 2016 how it joins all the lows since that point now, that comes in at around about 2,600 on the S&P 500. So provided we can hold that area and bounce off there in this week, then I think it's okay. Um, But I'll show you in slides to come now. I still think we just need to be a little cautious looking further out. Mm. But I do think in the immediate future that 2,600 area looks like quite an interesting Mm. area of support. And and, and I would like to see ideally the, um, the the market beginning to find some stability around that area.
0: Yeah, well talking of stability, I suppose the VIX is anything but, and I know that's your next (laughs) chart.
1: Yeah, so the VIX is the Chicago Board Options Exchange uh, Volatility Index and it measures market fear effectively. Now last year we went on and on many times about how this VIX index was at multi-year lows, the lowest we've seen since 1993. I did also say at some point during the year that it was unlikely to stay that way forever and that at some stage usually very low volatility like that precedes a sudden pick up in Mm. volatility. Well, boy, have we seen that. So last night, um, the VIX index rallied 115%. You can see the close there was 37 on the VIX. I mean, it had been trading below 10 just a few weeks ago. So a very, very violent spike up in the volatility index there.
0: Yeah. Um, And Garth, I mean, uh, if we consider this in the context of what has happened um, in markets when there have been corrections or crashes, I mean, how do you think this sort of squares...
1: Ah. Yeah, well, I want to show these next couple of charts to, to sh- illustrate um, just, I think, some points to flag looking out in the next month or two or three even. Um, because I've looked at a lot of prior market bubbles then, uh, that then burst. And, uh, and it's debatable whether the U.S. market was in a bubble or not. Some will say yes, some will say no. But I think there's so- certain similarities that we can draw parallels between what I'm going to show you here and what we're seeing on the S&P 500 now. And I just want to alert the viewers to this for the next couple of months to be aware of. um, Because I'm not saying we're necessarily going into a new bear market, but remember that every bear market starts with a correction and then ultimately it follows through to the downside. So we don't know at this stage whether this is the start of a new bear market or it isn't. But I'm just going to put out a few flags and a few pointers for people to look at and watch in the weeks and months ahead in, in this context. So We look back at the dot-com bubble, the NASDAQ, one of the most famous bubbles in our lifetime, which burst spectacularly in the year 2000. And what's evident in this, and you'll see it in all these other charts, is that there's a pretty consistent pattern in terms Mm. of how these markets crack and how the bear market then starts thereafter. So you have a blow-off top where things just go up in a crazy fashion. Um, and then you see this massive crack. And I've labeled them number one, two, three, and four in all of these diagrams. You see a big crack to the downside, very nervous markets, et cetera. Then you see a, a rally, but the rally is not strong enough mm. to rally back and make a new high. That's when you need to be careful because then that invariably tells you that there's more weakness to follow. And you can see on the NASDAQ there after that, we saw the sell-off that followed in the in the months and years ahead after that after that initial crack. So just keep that in, in, in mind. Let's have a look at another one. This is the Chinese equity market bubble that, uh, that burst in 2015. This was at a time when there were stories of you know, Chinese grannies and housewives and whatever you going to trading arcades and playing the stock market. And uh, it always was gonna end badly for them and it did. You can see that uh, it went into again a blow off phase in early 2015. It then had a massive crack in the middle of 2015, a rally that was a bit of a feeble rally, mm. couldn't make a new high, couldn't even get close to a new high in that case. And then the sell-off continued thereafter. Um, let's have a look at another one. This is the Rand dollar exchange rate. So slightly different instrument, but I think the trading psychology and the pattern of trade here is pretty similar. Yeah. This was the Rand dollar with NeneGate in early late 2015, early 2016. And what you saw was again weakness in the Rand, but eventually a big blow off move. And then a, a, a significant pullback, a rally which was unable to breach the prior highs. And then you see the, the fall away that then follows thereafter.
0: Yeah, although that's quite sort of an interesting, because it's kind of an inverse chart for us, yeah. because actually we would look at that almost in the positive as the strengthening of the rand. Correct, the
1: we dollar. would. But I suppose you could look at it and say, well, the asset that we're talking about here was the dollar. Mm. And the, the dollar... Um, Blew off in value to the upside and then fell away in value. The pattern is the same, and the thinking of I, I, is is very much the same, um, as you can see.
0: And, and I suppose there's a danger because um, um, the the four initials are BFTD. Um, uh, no, uh, BTFD. Excuse me. Um, and I, I'll, I'll let viewers work <laughs> out for themselves what that actually means. But um, that sucks you in doesn't it so it sucks in and and i guess that sucks uh punters back into the market then you do see that rally Mm. and then but circumstances have changed maybe people think actually the market's overvalued i want out of here and then uh, the real selling begins
1: yeah well that's it and 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 that's you know i think you're right so you get that next move up but if it cannot make a new high then I think it creates uh, even more nervousness in the markets. Mm. The last one I want to show you quickly here is the mania in Bitcoin. This is obviously very fresh in our minds. This is what happened in December and now into January. And the pattern here is identical. Mm. What you see is you get a blow-off top uh, that occurred in December, up into the middle of December. Then you get this almighty big crack, which happened in late December. Then a rally, but the rally, although it was a powerful rally, it wasn't able to make even a close attempt at the prior high. On Bitcoin and you can see the the sell-off that has ensued since then. So, so
0: that's really the key is is whether or not it manages t- to take out the prior high and if it doesn't it generally presages um, f- further downside.
1: Well this is it. So if we go back to our chart of the S&P 500 here and this is now a daily chart that I want to look at here. Um, what you can see is that we've had that massive blow off top in January. It was a very powerful move to the upside I and mean, everything was bullish. I couldn't stop seeing bullish commentary everywhere. And then we've, we've now seen this big, big, big crack over the last week where the market's pulled back pretty much 10% mm. in a few days off mm. its high. Now, what we need to watch for here is to see the, the rally that follows from here. Is it strong? Does it make a new high? Does it challenge the prior highs or does it not? Because if it doesn't, then I think we need to be very, very careful for the rest of this year. And, uh, and, and that's certainly something that I'm going to be watching in the coming months on the S&P 500.
0: So what did the portfolios look like then, given the, 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 the somewhat uh, nerve-shattering events of the last few days?
1: Yeah, so our South African portfolio, I've just put a theoretical movement as at uh, the market's level when I put these slides together. So it's showing a loss of 6,500 Rand on that put spread structure, which is really not a disaster. Um, it means we're down 6.5% on the South African portfolio. So it's not pretty, but it's not, it's not a disaster, and it's a, certainly not as bad as what it was looking early this morning when i woke up yeah so we continue to monitor that and i'm going to need to to just be very cautious about what i do there and how i manage that position i'm not adding anything i'm not hedging right now i'm you know trying to be as cautious as possible in terms of damage control and then on our offshore portfolio things are actually looking a little bit better We've got that bear treasury ETF. Mm. And the, the one thing that has worked out quite well over the last <laughs> week or two is that U.S. yields have been pushing up. Yeah. Um, bonds have been falling. So that has actually translated into profits for our bear, bear, bear treasury ETF that we've done on the show. We're up $130 there. So we're up slightly on the offshore portfolio.
0: Garth, yeah. of we have to leave it there. Um, uh, viewers can go onto the email, subscribe for a weekly alert. Uh, but thanks as always for joining us on the show. Garth McKenzie is, of course, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Mm.